Listener Production. Giving you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, what do you get when you mix Bertie Blackman, Katie Noonan, Andy Bull, Ballpark Music, Touch Sensitive and Art vs. Science? Um, I think you get one very big weekend. Matter of kind, if you're if you've got all them on a lineup, that is a that's across a couple of days. That's a little bit like um, producer bronze biscotti. That is double cooked. That's what that is. <laughs> well, look, they are all of the guests that we have on the brand new Diver City album. Okay, and we're actually going to be chatting too. Now, if you don't know what Diver City is, it's a little side project I've got going with my friend KLP. We make music for for kids. All right, the favorite little people in your life. That's it. Uh, KLP is going to be coming in and joining us. Uh, someone else who works alongside Matt O'Kine. Cannot wait to share notes with Christy Lee Peters as she pops in as well. Uh, we've got a big episode of Rant Doc who will be uh, taking on another issue that plagues our society. Going to be telling it like it is. Um, before we ju- do jump in, though, big shout-outs to our boy Dylan Olcott, the Golden Slam, if yes! you don't mind. Uh, winning oh. each of the Grand Slams. The four grandstands, Australian, Wimbledon, French and US Open alongside a gold medal in the same calendar year. What an absolute champion. Topping it off by having a a good old brewski out of the uh, Championship Cup, which uh, is always a good one. I'm sick of him succeeding. (laughs) I'm over it. Well, I'm not. You could listen to Listen Able or Listenable on Listener with his... uh, co-host, he's offsider, Angus O'Loughlin. So um, I'm sure there'll be some big times after that, some stories of the US Open after uh, he gets back to Australia. But what a great one. And Daniel Ricciardo also having a big big old drink out of a vessel, going the shoe after winning the uh, the Grand Prix as well in Italy. So Australians doing very nicely. Yeah, poor Novak, uh, just drinking the tears. as a bit <laughs> of a shame. Uh, not being able to take out the big Grand Slam yesterday either. So... Uh, not all winners here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, but the main the winner is sportsmanship. That's it. Exactly right. Uh, so shall we shall we tuck in? Let's go. Pour that brewski into your headphones and let's chug, chug, chug. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, I went outside my 5Ks yesterday. Ooh, look at you! You're uh, yeah. your old, your old regular Burke and Wills, eh? <laughs> I went, I went, I went thousands of kilometres away to Seattle, Washington State. Then just around the corner, I went to California. After that, wait a second. <laughs> Have you been doing some sort of VR? Did you, did you put the goggles this is, on? This is not the Sibs. This is not the Sibs. I haven't bought a VR headset and <laughs> done that. <laughs> Although, uh, Woods' dad started watching on YouTube, you could get these train journeys, and he put on YouTube like two hours of a train driving around Norway. <laughs> <laughs> the On the VR? Well, not on VR, just on YouTube, on the, on the TV or whatever it is. You just can just watch what the perspective of a train going through Norway. Just check out all the fjords. Well, that's so funny. I mean, I remember when I first tried VR, my friend bought one of the headsets and brought it around and was like, check it out. And so we're doing it. And then so we just end up going on Google Maps and it's like, Oh wow! I'm gonna go to my dad's house. Look at my and house. So you're like, yeah, you're like <laughs> that you're in. I grew up here. I don't need to see this. For house. sure. Well, no, I didn't do that. We uh, went for a walk, and then right near our place, filming 
for the US TV series La Bray about oh. a big sinkhole that opens up somewhere, I guess in Seattle, because walking past and then there's all these cameras and extras and there's dudes in like camo with guns, like fake guns and fake American police. And um, there's like a fire truck there with flashing lights that said Seattle Fire Department on on the top. And then oh. Oh, we just stood there and watched them filming this scene. <laughs> I auditioned for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, one of the lead Why roles. Did- did, were you there? Could, did I not see you? Where were you? You were going to say, why didn't I get it? Because <laughs> well, I I'm not good sh- enough, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you gronk. Because they didn't think I was right for it, okay? Well, there, was, there seemed to be, you would have been fine because they were doing a few takes. I reckon one of the actors was stuffing up because like, we were watching it and they were on the railing, right, and then they had to turn around. They got two boom operators walking along with them, and then these people walk up and they're all really panicked, and then the director walks out and is like, nah, nah, reset, and then the, there's like three cameras on this scene. It goes back. They did it like five times while we were standing there. Had to do a little clapper and, and all of that stuff. So I reckon you, you would have been better than these mugs who were coming in. I wouldn't be so sure, Alex Tyson. <laughs> Uh, I think we've learned from this this old podcast that my track record for these kind of things is not exactly glittering. Well, you don't have another story for me from the well, from no, the but I mean, I, I, did have, I did have the uh, opportunity to play science teacher in Dora and the Lost City. Well, that's that's uh, pretty cool because luckily you would have um, you would have studied the science teacher and listened to the science teacher really well in high school, so you would have known exactly. What they I do. did get a D in physics, that's right, in year 11 before I dropped out of any science and took up the subject of logic. Um, so, so uh, yeah, look, I wasn't working on sense memory when it mm. came to that particular role. I had one line in the film. Um, it was in a museum and everyone is in the, uh, is in the, like the, or the, the school class is listening to me give instructions. And it's the instructions that basically set off the whole movie. You know, I say, all right, everybody, here are your pieces of paper. You have to go and complete all of these tasks. And the first team of four to come back to me wins. Right? And is Dora in the class? Yeah. So you're at the very start of the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the, like, the first kind of, after she's moved to this new city and she's like, I, I, it's the very start of the adventure. I hand out all the piece of paper. Then they go, okay, well, let's go and win ourselves the, you know, the prize or whatever. And then they get lost in the, in the, uh, museum one go. line one line and the director James Bobin who um, he's worked with Flight of the Concords Ali mm. G oh. uh, big big dog you know mm. what I mean so he'd, um, he'd have Brett and Jermaine's number in the phone he'd have yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen in the phone oh yep 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 so he's there but he starts he starts getting and he'd know comedy he'd know Oh, yeah. I mean, he's won awards for it. He knows Comedy. funny, funny stuff. Yep. Um, I just kept blowing my line, man. It was so bad. So, yeah. One line. <laughs> and I, But it got even worse. It what started was... like getting it in my head. And then I started like, I'd be like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd fumble the line and I'd be like, ah, oh, f***. And then, <laughs> and then, I'd, and then I'd, like, I've got like some like 
kids who are supposed to be school age. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think they had to be a bit older than that. I think they had to be like 18 or something because they would have been cheaper to pay. You're just swearing in front of the kids. Well, I was like, <laughs> God damn it. And I'm like yelling out like, ah. And then he kept changing the line like that I was supposed to say at the end. So the whole line was supposed to be, hey, go take your piece of paper and go and complete the task. First one back here wins. And then I say, um, now I'm going to be in the cafeteria marking papers and reconsidering my life choices, right? It's like <laughs> I'm supposed to be a bummed out teacher. Yeah. But I kept, but then he kept saying, why don't you say at the end, um, I'll be in the cafeteria returning a call to my mother and questioning my life choices. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd get to the end and I'd get to the end of my line and be like, wait, what did he say? I'd be saying my line as I'd be like, wait, what, what am I supposed to say? And then I'd forget it and be like, no. And I'd be like, Oh, let's do another take. And, oh. I, and then he'd be like, okay, maybe let's change the line here. Anyways, we got to the point where it was like one final chance. And I was like, if I don't get this, I'm just going to be going to the positive. nearest school and bringing in a science teacher. <laughs> I, I will be wiping my ex- proof of existence off the internet. I'm, I'm officially done, right? I'm, I'm retiring. Anyway. Nailed. The Nailed. final take. The final take. Anyway, I see one of the actresses, um, Madeline Madden. Yep. <laughs> I see Madeline at um, one of the, what's it called? Like an actor awards or something. Sure. And I'm like, oh, my God, how funny. A while later. A while later. <laughs> and I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, we played the science teacher and stuff. We'd hung out a bit like sort of, you know, in the green roomy things. Yep. And she's like, yeah, cool. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you actually you actually uh, made the blooper reel for the, <laughs> for the show like the that Christmas we showed at, party. The, at the after party. Yeah. The rap and I was party like, for oh, the movie. that's pretty funny. Were you invited then- to the rap party? Yes, I was, but it was in I, Brisbane. Okay, I was, I was gonna say. And so and so I um and so I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then I and then I bump into our old friend Jeffrey Walker. <laughs> and I'm like, and he was he's like, how's it all going? I was like, oh yeah, cool. You know, I did, did Dora just recently and stuff. He's like, oh, that's fun, how'd it go? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it went well. I mean, I had a little bit of trouble with my line, but I, <laughs> apparently they put me in the blooper reel at the thingy, and his face just gets all serious. He goes, That's not a good thing, Matt. <laughs> 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 It's like, no. So you had more <laughs> more appearances in the blooper reel than the actual movie. One <laughs> line in the movie, multiple outtakes. But that line in the is Christmas still there, so I don't care. There it is. It's not just a voiceover. Take that, <laughs> Screen Actors Guild. Um, good stuff. Well, now that I've been around the set of La Bray, I'll put in a good word for you, mate. Maybe you get on the next series when they're shooting it. How about that? Yeah, a waste of it, a film role for them. Wouldn't mind. Uh, you could play the sinkhole as you are. Uh, <laughs> 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 as you drain the life out of my... Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's too much. It's too much. Very good, man. You've been in more movies than me, so well done. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, they were responsible for the bubonic plague back in the day, Alex Dyson. And uh, tell you what, that sorted out a few people, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, ring a ring a rosy indeed. Not as many as uh, this character does every week. Uh, Rant Dog is who we're talking about. He is Rat Dog's shock jock alter ego who pops up every Tuesday to start spitting a few truths. But 
Rant Dog never likes to be the first cab off the rank, okay? He prefers to build upon the issues that the, the general public, the peasants are feeling, okay? And the peasants come to the king and say, <laughs> please, sir, help us with our problems. And the king doth say to the peasants, yes, I will, because I am one with the people. And I will um, take your issues and present them to those who are responsible. Well, when you get a microphone, Alex Dyson, you've got to use it, you know, amplify mm. Mm. the people's messages to the world, to the naysayers out here. Stand on the soapbox, all right, and get out there. The old body wash box, more than 20th, 21st century, <laughs> rather than the old soap <laughs> made from the whale blubber. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> What we need to do is to get to Sarah from Coburg's issue because she has tapped into something which has been plaguing this nation for far too long. Hi, Rant Dog. Sarah here from Coburg. Something that I really want to discuss or raise with you. It's a real test of people's intelligence for some reason where they put the trolley back. I think it's very clear. There's three bays and the first trolley dictates the trolleys that should follow that trolley. But for some reason, people take a small trolley and then they try and put it into a big trolley. And then, of course, some clown comes along and tries to put a big trolley into a small trolley. So there's absolute chaos at the trolley bay. Over to you. Oh, how you feeling? Are you oh. as red as the uh, red as the handles of uh, certain supermarket brands' trolleys? I mean, you can look at a lot of problems in the world, Motokine, and draw some conclusions from them. Um, you've got climate change. You've got rampant, unabated capitalism. You've got pillows that aren't fluffy enough, right? There are many things that we can take issue with. But I think Sarah has brought up the one part of humanity which I think is responsible for it all. Has anyone ever had a good trolley experience? <laughs> do I need to tell you about the dodgy wheel? Do I, do I even need to bring that up? Or is it a given at this point? Trolley manufacturing, okay? Uh, that's where the issue begins, okay, because I think if the people were given good things, if you gave the people good trolleys, they would respect it, okay? Respect is earned. It is not a right. It is a privilege, okay? And if you keep serving up this slop to us, then we're only going to do one thing with the trolleys, and that's not care about it. I mean, because Sarah's very worried about the trolleys going into the wrong base. What about trolleys going to the wrong river, all right? What about the trolleys getting trucked in a lake? Okay, because that's where most of them end up. <laughs> in the wrong bay is luxury compared to one of these things. Trolleys go and have a swim with a few of the e-bikes down the bottom of the river, all right? That shows where society's at. Forget about the wrong bays. Why are you giving us these different sized trolleys in the first place, okay? <laughs> Just give us one thing and sort it out, all right? Do you know what? When I was growing up, right, we used to watch VCRs, you know, you used to watch VHSs on VCRs, right? Yeah. And guess what? We don't do that anymore because the technology sucks. Yet, the trolleys that I was wheeling in 1990 through Inch Shopping Centre as a five-year-old kid next to my mum is the same garbage I'm wheeling through the shopping centre now. I was down at the shops the other day, all right? They've got a self-service 
checkout, you weigh everything by yourself, all right? I paid with my telephone, okay? On there, I got to get a trolley to take it to the car. That'll be a $2 coin, thanks. I'm not carrying anything. <laughs> Who carries cash in a pandemic? Can we please talk about what are people doing when they're shopping that require trolleys to be made out of reinforced steel, like the heaviest most immovable vehicle with one hand possible. You've got, a, you've got a coffee in one hand, you're zipping through the supermarket because you can't stay for too long because there's a bloody virus circulating yeah. and you can't wheel the thing without crashing into An bloody people's ankles. It's the biggest death <laughs> trap. What has it got? A baby seat. Well, I'm going to put my <laughs> child in this thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> going to veer in front of traffic? No. It's got hair in the wheel. <laughs> It's like literally, are we trying to keep our food prisoner behind the bars of the bloody shopping center Shawshank Redemption? We got an orange and a lemon talking about what they did to get in here. (laughs) Anyway, if you have an issue you would like Rant Dog to take on, please um, hit us up, matt.and.alex. Send us through your voice memo of what's been irking you. We'll take that issue, take it through. The nine issues or left less aisle. We'll, we'll check it out. We'll only use a basket. Exactly. And we'll use a basket. As I tell you what, humanity is a basket case at the moment. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Mats, for too long, the children of Australia have had to suffer through the wiggles and the hooly-doolies. But now, thank goodness, we have some music for the kids that is deserving of their ears. Matt O'Kai and Christy Lee Peters teaming up for Diver City. A brand new project from uh, the littlest mum and dad around. Hello to both of them, <laughs> Matt O'Kai and Christy Lee Peters. Go KLP. Hello, Ludus Mum around. I love it. That's my new official intro. Well, what was your um? I remember we DJed in Perth that time. I think when you were pregnant, and someone what did someone call you at that point? Techno Mum. Techno Mum. That yeah, was it. That's right. Yeah, but dude, yeah. you can't be. You can't set us up like some sort of anti-wiggles movement. You know, you well, can't you be guys talking never, about, about the wiggles, bro. You guys would never get on and advertise food delivery services they, with Simon Oh, yes, Cowell, we will. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Take those words out of your mouth. Yes, we will. And we will as soon as possible, please. Can uh, whoever's whoever's going to give us money. No, um, look, we make music for we make music for kids. It's not a competition. Okay, the wiggles are the, are the goats of it all. Um, but there's room for everyone. You know, and that's the beauty of what we do, diversity, inclusiveness. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, Matt just loves any excuse to try and get rap into things. And um... (laughs) I've tried with adults and now I'm forcing it on kids, guys. Yeah. I need a captive audience. (laughs) I just, I'm the willing participant that lets him. Very nice. So is there anything in the studio, Christy, when you are coming up with some diversity songs where you've got to say to Matt, this one is not a rap song, please. <laughs> um, do you know what? I'd love to keep on like digging on Matt, but he's actually a great collaborator. All of his ideas, 
there were a few actually on this that he would send through and be like, I don't know if this is pushing it too far, and he would send it through and I'd be like, no, 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 this is great. Um, there's this one song called Sad Spaghetti that's like a melodrama about the last piece of spaghetti in the pot. You know when you pour spaghetti out and there'll be like one little sad piece of spaghetti just stuck, stuck. on? Yeah. yeah, I always used to feel sad about that little spaghetti. So I wrote a yeah. song called Sad Spaghetti. Where did my friends go? <laughs> they left me all alone. Now I'm just a single little itty bitty jinny tiny sliver of spaghetti. It's great. Yeah. It's really great. And I think maybe we work well because I'll just slightly rein in any wild ideas and mm-hmm. make them digestible. You make them al dente. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. I tell you what, Christy um, has got some serious friend connections when it comes to uh, making an album like this. So you know, at the start of the album, we were like, "Hey, let's let's try and go a bit wackier than the first one." You know, our kids have grown a bit older since we made the first one. I mean, when we made the first one. Uh, my daughter Sophia was 18 months, and of course now, a year and a half later, she's 18 months. So uh, <laughs> that's an in joke for the show, Christy. But right, um, okay. but I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, but we, you know, our kids have grown. We've grown as parents. And so we wanted to go a little bit more out there, do something a bit different. And then because, you know, the sound has grown and the style's grown and our and our band has grown, Christy's mm. like, let's get mates involved. And some of the calibre of people that she was uh, hitting up, just f- I fired them off in the intro, but, you know, go again, Christy. How'd you get people like Sam Cromack involved? I just literally asked them. And these are people that I really respect as musos, but I knew they also had kids. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got a kid you understand it's a struggle hearing the same song over and over again. Like th- my daughter went through this one stage where she wanted to hear Bar Bar Black Sheep and that was it. And there's only so many times I can listen to Bar Bar Black Sheep. And so when you hit these people up and you kind of, you know, share the the idea and they were just so willing to come on board because I think you really have to lean into the idea of not being cool and that's what you have to do with kids because they're brutal. You know, they will tell you if something is bad. They don't care. They will just tell you. So you have they're to be so, so rude, present. Hey? <laughs> yeah, they're so rude. You have to be so present and in the moment. Mm. And I think if you're a parent, it's just refreshing. To, and even if you're not a parent, it's refreshing to do that. And everyone just really jumped on board. Yeah, so Sam... Um, Bertie Blackman, Katie Noonan, Touch Sensitive played bass on something. Mm. Um, this guy called Alex Dyson. I was waiting. I was, I was waiting till you got to the the, uh, the white whale. You managed to land on this album <laughs> for this huge track. Back it up, back it up, sides are back away. Almost done. Back it up, back it up, at the end of play. Pack her up, boys. Pack it up, pack it up, time to pack away. Pack it up, girls. Pack it up, pack it up, at the end of play. <laughs> yep. See, there you go. <laughs> An absolute iconic uh, insertion of uh, of the rat dog in that one, but no, it was really great. And seeing some of the ideas, that, I mean, some of the people just you know had had ideas that they'd been that they'd been singing to their kids. You know, Sam Cromack had a song that he s- sings about birds with cows, um, and Christy turns into like a Bex kind of jam that was like birds and cows hanging out, <laughs> birds and cows hanging out, you know, and like it was just Veronica Milson had a song about um, making a mess and cleaning it up again, mm. you know. Yeah, and so 
she sent it through as a voicemail to me and was like, I don't know if you're looking for songs, but, you know, people ended up kind of pitching the mm. songs to us because, you know, they sing these songs to their kids all the time and to have them then turned into a song that, you know, so many other kids can, like, hear. And the great thing about cool that thing. is you can play it to um, children and also adults, like, you can play it to Nadia Bartel and hope that she can clean up the mess that she's made from her <laughs> Instagram <Lol>. posts. <laughs> Lol. How wow. did you go from Wow, you are firing kids, kids absolutely what? firing just shots, <laughs> shots. You got the Uzi. Mate, leave your drama to your Sims, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Well, well so, some people make entire kids' albums in lockdown. Other people make entire families in lockdown, KLP. So just, just remember that. The Sims 4 has been going off. Um, oh, hey, man. but what I will say is that it is, like, it's obviously aimed at kids, but I do love having people... Um, adults text in, I mean, you know, message me on Instagram or whatever. Belle's mum the other day was like, oh, God, those Diver City songs are catchy, aren't they? <laughs> so people are listening. Uh, before, before gyms were closed, right, I was there bloody pumping iron listening to a Diver City rap song called Straight Hair Curly Hair. <laughs> I'm in the way, I'm in the gym with these absolutely huge units pump, pumping iron. I mean, and in my head is like, got that straight hair, curly hair. Don't lie, Matt. You've never stepped foot in a gym. Hey, Imagine. come on. I, I mean, need to use the water fountain. It's tough It's <laughs> tough enough standing in front of the mirror looking at yourself pumping iron, but you're also <laughs> listening to yourself at the same time. That's incredible. And that'd be, that would be a great superpower. Forget, you know, um, X-ray vision. What about the superpower to hear exactly what people are listening to in their headphones as you walk past them? <laughs> that would be interesting, this dude in the gym. Pump a guy listening to some kids' music. <laughs> listening to some spaghetti. But what about the other music you've been making? You've been teaming up with Stace Cadet as well recently, KLP. Um, yeah. How's that compared to uh, teaming up with Matt O'Kine for Diver City? It's different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really fun collaborating with people because they push you in different directions. So they push you to do things that you wouldn't normally do yourself. So, you know, with States Cadet, I can have an idea and, and send it through and then he'll change things up and we go back and forwards. And it's the same with Matt. A lot of the stuff we did kind of not in the same room. We, we would text things or send voice memos. You know, Matt would send me a voice memo of an idea he'd come up with late the night before, maybe after one too many sparkling waters and then I'd get it the next day and turn it into a song and be like, is this what you were meaning? So, yeah, collaboration is a really cool thing and it's one thing that doesn't stop in lockdown. If anything, you kind of maybe do more if you're not travelling and touring. Well, you had you were heavily pregnant when you were last making both the video and the, you know, the music when it came to people happy. What was that experience like? And also some, a lot of the Diver City stuff. Yeah, but the videos for Diver City, I think I was the most pregnant. I literally gave birth a week or so afterwards. Oh um, yeah, I was hoping I would go into labour on set because by that stage I was so over being pregnant. <laughs> it would have made a hell of a video clip, i got to tell you, Christy. We would have Look, gone quite viral. Very educational. <laughs> Matt... Matt thinks he's the ultimate slashy. Now add delivering babies to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, goodness me. Now let's talk turkey here. Let's get serious, right? Yeah. Diver City, last ARIA Awards, robbed. Best children's release. <laughs> well, Absolutely okay. 
robbed. No, 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 no. Listen, How? listen, <laughs> How do you reckon you'll go this time around? Have you submitted the paperwork? Are you going for the uh, the nice pointy award in 2021? It'll be great, but besides the award, what I would really love is if we don't win it, I want Rat Dog to um, <laughs> do a Kanye. Please get the grill. Get the grill, Sunnies on. Storm the stage and yeah. take it from the little teeny tiny Stevies straight from their hands and say, "Look, teeny tiny Stevies are good, but Diver City." Made the best the children's best album of all, of all time. <laughs> of all time. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I would, I would love to. It would be, it would be so cool, but. I mean, honestly, and this isn't me just, you know, making stuff up, but just creating the album and then seeing when kids are dancing to it. Like I got sent a video of all of the kids at my daughter's daycare dancing to Dance Silly and they were yelling out the words and they were like at the start I was like, oh, this is cute. And then as the song went on, there's this part that goes na, 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 na. And they were all going na, na, like just yelling it out at the top of their lungs and that, yeah, I mean that's that's cool. An Ariel would be cool, but yeah, it's pretty. That's kind of the sign of success of the record, I think. And we're actually running a little competition at the moment where if you do, because we do get sent kids dancing to the songs all the time. So if you if you and your kids love dancing to Dance Silly, then please send us a clip uh, at Diver City Kids, and we can uh, we're gonna chuck it all in like a little vid Gmail and put it out there for the word. No, at Diver City Kids on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, there's send a link. It. There's a link there to the ABC website. Portrait or landscape? Oh, always landscape. There we go for, uh, well, for the vid. Well, or do both if you want to get on the TikTok. <laughs> all the details there um, are on the are on the link in the bio at, at Diver City Kids. Well, we congratulate you, KLP. Thank you very much for joining us. Always good to uh, chat to another person who works with Matt O'Kine. I feel like we have a connection in that way. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate you joining <laughs> us here on All Day Breakfast today. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. You ever done a marathon, Alex Dyson? No, I've done half of one. What? Are you serious? I've done when? two. I've done two halves. <laughs> so I guess that makes a whole. S- several days apart. Months apart. Several months apart. Tell you what, it's it it's really far. Half a marathon <laughs> is really far. It hurt me, and I think at the end of it, it just puts to bed any thought of me doing a full marathon at all. Did, did you get to the end and thought, I could do that again right now? Absolutely not. I just, <laughs> I thought the exact opposite. I get to the end and it's like, there is no way. I would, I would want to get to the end, someone be holding a gun and just go, go. No, I have been agony here. I've got blisters. I'm going to bed. Where did you do the marathon? City to surf kind of vibes? Or I what? have done a half marathon in Sydney, and I kind of it kind of happened that <laughs> I didn't realize till on the day because I, I looked at the course map and I'm like, geez, this is long. You start near Hyde Park in Sydney, you run all the way down to Darling Harbour, go round under the Harbour Bridge, back past Hyde Park, down to Lady Macquarie's chair. Is that it? Mm. Out in the Botanic Gardens or something. You go back to Hyde Park and I'm like, geez, that looks like a long one. But that was half of a half marathon. So I had to do oh. that twice. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's a long way. And it's also annoying because you, I mean, you, it's like you, you've run all these beautiful places where you'd probably want to stop. Stop for a photo. And you end sure. up, 
then you stop back where you started. You think, oh, yeah, exactly. This isn't the best but place to stop and celebrate. Back at the ibis nest of Hyde Park. <laughs> <laughs> running past all of Sydney's beautiful, most beautiful landscapes. And then, uh, yep, back next to the old bin chickens. <laughs> exactly. But, no, so I have done there. I've done one in um, – done, done one or two in Melbourne as well. It's a, it's, a long, it's a long way. Well, it won't surprise you that I've never done one, nor do I have any plans of doing one. Uh, a lot of people hitting the, uh, the Brighton Marathon over in the UK over the weekend – these people got stitched up more than more than most. As far as a stitch up goes, this is absolutely these these people are the bloody tailors. <laughs> All right, they they are stitching it up like they're the Cinderella's seamstress. <laughs> Brighton Marathon hadn't had got cancelled. Okay, two years ago for COVID, it was meant to be earlier this year. They postponed it, so. The people of Brighton, very unfit, all right, <laughs> over a very long amount of time. You've got a year to the next one. That gets cancelled. That's two years. They postpone it. We're, we're sitting at two and a half years for the Brighton Marathon. They finally go in it. Everyone finishes. Everyone's like, phew, that was a lot. Brighton Marathon tweets afterwards, we'd like to apologise to our marathon participants that the course today measured 568 metres too long. We're disappointed this has affected our runners and hope that it hasn't marred the experience <laughs> after what's been a fantastic comeback. They added half a kilometre to a marathon. <laughs> Imagine copying that at the end. It's like, phew, I get to the finish line. Oh, sorry, mate, it's up there, up the road. <laughs> 500 more metres up the road. Uh, you could cut that sentence in half and it would still be accurate, all right? You could literally just say 568 metres, too long, <laughs> all right. Let alone had the marathon at the beginning of that. How did it happen? Did they? Do you reckon they did? The, do you reckon they did the wheelie stick? You know, you know what it is. You're right. The trundle wheel. I bet <laughs> it was a it was a dodgy trundle wheel. They've gone into the back of the uh, old Brighton High School sheds, <laughs> just grabbed the old PE, you know, PE trundle wheel, and just wheeled yep. it out. It's clicking. It's clicking. It's clicking. Or they're they just, counting however many thousands of clicks that takes and they just lost count. Let's do what my dad does, Ian Dyson. No need for a trundle wheel. We'll pace it out, all right? Let's step it out. <laughs> this is a metre. Right, so that's four. All right, let's go the other. That's six that way. That's what we need to work with. Is this accurate? <laughs> it's good enough for the Brighton Marathon. It's good enough for me. Thank you very much. I mean, we've got down to the, like, millimetre precision when it comes to GPS mapping, yeah. all that stuff. We've got cars with cameras on their heads driving around our streets 24 hours a day ensuring that we know the exact length and the distances of places and what the houses around them look like. How could we not have gotten this right? I want to go down to the shops. I go, how far is it? It, it measures it for me. So I don't know how these bozos at the Brighton Marathon <laughs> have managed to absolutely cock it up. Anyway, uh, let us know. When has something gone too far? We asked you on uh, at matt.n.alex and Bill the beer guy got in touch with us. Shout out to Bill. Uh, very good friend of the show. Said, uh, not my story, but my little brother and our neighbour played chicken on push bikes. Brother <laughs> broke his leg. So <laughs> I reckon that is going a little bit too far in the <laughs> I will not waver uh, stakes. There is literally no winners in that game of chicken. <laughs> 
Because if someone gets out of the way, they're the loser. If they both go out of the way, there's two losers. If they both win and don't go out of the way, they crash broken leg, loser. So there's, <laughs> it's literally... Imagine running, a, running, imagine running a marathon for 42.586 kilometres and then having to play chicken at the end. That would be... <laughs> That would suck. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get to the end of a marathon, someone hands you a bike. See that teenager? Right at him. <laughs> Since when did this be- become part of the Brighton Marathon? I would like to apologise to its participants. I We did not uh, mean to give everyone a bicycle at the end and tell them to ride directly at their little brother. That was unintentional. <laughs> And we apologise for any inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Australian Podcast Awards are coming up. Reckon that'll... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, fingers crossed for that one. Uh, All trophy winners, please uh, make your way to side of stage with a small BMX. We'll be waiting. That would suck so bad. (laughs) Got to hold your trophy and wheel the bike with one hand. All right. Um, look, thank you very Imagine much to they, KLP. If they smashed a cream pie in your face as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. All right. No. Thank you to KLP for being the only normal thing about this podcast. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to everyone listening as well for getting in touch. Always check out our Instagram at Matt.Alex. We're always asking you questions all throughout the day that we always chuck up, uh, you know, little tiles to say, hey, let us know this, let us know that. So uh, we love hearing from you. Please always send us your messages or stories whenever you want. And tell your friends about this podcast, um, about tomorrow's episode. Let's go with tomorrow's. I'm sure we'll come up with something (laughs) less weird. Less ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But no, shout out to you and uh, thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast Kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Oh, and if anybody needs me, I'll be in the cafeteria questioning my life choices. Listener.